Has God ever asked you to do something difficult? I mean, really difficult. Something that would cost you. Maybe something that would break your heart. This was Wednesday, May 17th, and one of the greatest stories from the Old Testament prophets it was the one that God asked to do the unimaginable. The prophet was Hosea, and God gave him a message so difficult to deliver that he asked Hosea to live it out. If the people were to understand the message, they needed to see it in living color. You see, the Lord asked Hosea to marry a temple prostitute from the temple of the god Baal. Yes, in those days, part of the Baal cult meant sleeping with a prostitute. The idea was if the gods saw men procreating, well, they would be provoked to do the, some, of their, some creating of their own. In other words, the shrines were meant to be porn for the gods. Now, I know it sounds crude, but that's really how it worked. So imagine taking a wife that had been and likely would continue to be unfaithful. God asked Hosea to do this to show the people that they'd been unfaithful to him. But God wanted the people to see more than that. He wanted them to see the depth of his great love for his people. As we're saying this week, everyone needs grace. Okay, that's a tough start for today. But Hosea, but for Hosea, everything went according to plan. He married a woman named Gomer. He took her home. He didn't go through the motions either. I mean, he loved her. He really loved her. They had three children together, and each were sort of a reminder that Israel had been unfaithful to the Lord. And lo and behold, one day, Hosea came home, and his wife had disappeared. She's nowhere to be found. Well, not actually nowhere. It wasn't enough for her to leave him, but she returned to ply her trade at the local Baal shrine as she'd been doing before. Though she had been loved, though she had children to care for and a loving husband, she returned to the place where she was being degraded and used. Now we might wonder what might happen next. Hosea could throw up his hands and explain to the Lord that he did his part, but it just didn't work. He could explain that he had more than reasonable grounds for divorce. But the Lord told him to go and buy her. Pay the money it would take. Bring her home. Here's our text for today. God explaining how he will treat his people Israel, who have turned away from him, and returned to their idolatry. It's Hosea chapter 2, verse 14 to 16, and 19 to 20. Therefore, I am now going to allure her. This is what the Lord said. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. There I will give her back her vineyards. I will make the valley of Achor a door of hope. There she will respond as in the days of her youth, as in the days when she came up out of Egypt. In that day, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband, and no longer my Baal. I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you in righteousness and justice, in love and compassion. I will betroth you in faithfulness, and you will acknowledge the Lord. Now this is a shocking scene, because with all Israel has done, we expect judgment and punishment, at least rejection. But God's plan is just the opposite. He's going to woo his people. 
He wants to restore what has been lost. He wants to give them hope at a time that looks utterly hopeless. He doesn't tell them they'll get what they deserve and the hardships they're facing. He tells them they're loved. Here is the Lord telling Hosea what to do. Hosea 3.12 The Lord said to me, go to your, to, to your, go show love to your wife again. Though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress, love her as the Lord loves the Israelites. I'm sorry, that's Hosea chapter 3 verse 1 to 2. Talk about grace. Talk about love to the undeserving. Now the thing that always hits me about Hosea's story is how personal it was. Love wasn't an idea of how to treat others who have done you wrong. You can't get more personal than the betrayal of a spouse. God tells the story in Hosea's life because this is how personal God treats us with his grace. He doesn't simply have to bring mercy and judgment into sync with each other. It's not only setting the score, settling the score over sin. He loves us. He really loves us. You see, God's loving of you is not a mercenary affair. God is more than a cosmic bookkeeper getting his accounts all square. For God so loved the world, we're told. And this is the story we're living in. God's grace comes to us as unconditional love, as affection, as kindness, and the desire that we would prosper and enjoy life in this world where he's placed us. God wants his best for us. And it is this grace, this love that drives us in our lives. It's why we respond to God in worship, why we come to love one another, why we want to share this grace of God with others, why we are free to give and want to find ways to love and serve. God's love constrains us. It is as simple as that. Now let me tell you, Hosea did what the Lord asked. This is Hosea 3, picking up in verse 2. So I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and about a homer and lethic of barley. Then I told her, You are to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man. And I will behave the same way toward you. For the Israelites will live many days without king or prince, sacrifice or sacred stones, without ephod or household gods. Afterward, the Israelites will return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They will come trembling to the Lord and to his blessings in the last days. You see, the Lord says a day will come when the people, they'll get it. Of course, Hosea, it came long after this that it happened. And actually, this David discussed in the text, this David can't be King David of old because he's long dead when Hosea shares these words. Instead, it's looking forward to another David. These are the days that we're living in now. Days when we know the grace of the Lord through the son of David, Jesus. When we see how God has loved his people and has been faithful even when they're not. And how his people have been betrothed to him forever. I think we're in this time when through the grace of Jesus we see the love of God. We can see the grace of God. And as a result, we give thanks to God. We come trembling before him, not in fear, but in the recognition of just how great this grace is that we have received. Would you pray with me? Oh Lord, you've been faithful when we've forgotten you. 
when we failed you and denied you. Thank you for sending Jesus and for the grace of forgiveness that restores us and sustains us. Enable us to trust in you and your faithful love. In the name of Jesus, amen.